Welcome back to the incredibly festive tiny room. It's so festive. The lights, the snow. The, the twinkles. The twinkles. There's, there's so much twinkle. I still don't know why you decorated the tiny room. With twinkles. Uh, I'm, I'm Michael. And I'm here with my exceptionally yultidinous host... Benjamin, say say happy Yule, Ben. That that's a lie. I refuse to do that. I hate this time of year. You don't like Christmas. I hate Christmas. Are you a Grinch? I'm a super Grinch. Are you a Scrooge? Super Grinch, super Grinch, Very good. super Grinchy. Uh, I'm also a Scrooge. You're a Grinch and, and a Scrooge. A uh, uh, a Grooge. What other or people, a Scrinch? What other people don't like Christmas? There's a Grinch. There's Bill a Murray Scrooge. played Bill. a Scrooge-esque person once upon a time. Didn't he just play Scrooge? Or was it just a modern? I think it was just a modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did that Netflix special that kind of flopped, but has found cult following because it has Bill Murray in it. Which a ver- one? A Very Murray Christmas. Oh, never heard of it. Mm, is see? it good? No. Is it a bit, Netflix- bit, bit shoehorned? Is it a Netflix original? It is. Well, Ben, speaking of Netflix originals at Christmas... Really? What a bloody segue. Goodness. Um, I've just gone ahead and assumed that you haven't seen Bright. Hey, Mick. Yeah? I've ruined your bit. I've seen Bright! I've seen it. I've seen it. I watched it once, the whole way through, and I, I didn't even miss a part. I didn't even take a break. I watched the whole thing from start to finish. I'm very proud. Down is up. Bloody. <laughs> up is down. People Upside are... down. I've seen Stranger Things as well. Um, hats as shoes. <laughs> the world as we know it is coming to an end. It's actually been, uh, although you have surprised me, it's an interesting thing. It is. No. Not the show. Oh, having seen it. It's interesting that you've seen it because this is one of the things about Netflix's distribution model. It takes so little effort to see it. Mm, that's true. You know what I mean? That's true. Uh, even for a movie that you really want to see in the cinema, something you're really excited about, yeah. a Blade Runner, uh, uh, a Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. you still have to go buy your ticket, gather up a friend or two. There's a ritual. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whereas with, with Bright, you're just sitting there and then the disembodied voice of Netflix goes, Hey Ben, hey Ben, do you want to watch this? Have you got possessed Netflix? Have you got the, have you got got the deluxe the model? Satanic Netflix. You've got satanic Netflix. Where Hello. Beelzebub gives you suggestions. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting, isn't it? I'd mm. say that Bright, this is, Ben, I'm just completely making this up. This is random. It's what we do on the podcast. I'd say Bright will be the most watched movie of this year. Because of the push? Just because it takes so little effort to watch it. And because of the season? Well, everyone's at home. Yeah. They they just say, hey, wouldn't you like to see this? It's got Will Smith in it. You like Will Smith, don't everyone you? Everyone likes Will Smith. Fresh yeah. Prince. Yeah, everyone likes Will Smith. He's everyone still likes... in LA. He's not in Bel Air. Everyone what? likes David Ayer. Do they? Well. Should they? Well, Training Day is pretty good. Training Day is pretty good. So what the hell happened, David? End of Watch is pretty good. End of Watch is also very good. So what the hell happened, David? Um... Everyone likes Max Landis. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, what the hell, David? <laughs> <laughs> Chronicle was pretty good. That was pretty good. I still like Chronicle. Chronicle my favorite, was pretty yeah. good. If I got superheroes, superpowers, that's how I would be. The movie Chronicle. Watch it, it's good. Would you, would you be the, the Day in the Hand? Yeah, Day in the Hand, mm-hmm. yeah. Just really... Could be the podcast. Hmm? Would you, would you try and vaporize me with Day in the Hand? Not vaporize me, crush me with your telekinetic prowess. Uh, probably depends on how badly things have gone would up you to com- that point. Would you compete in a high school talent show? Did he do that? Yeah, remember. Oh, he, he has the, the really finesse skills. Yeah, because he can move tiny objects that they can't do. Yeah, he, yeah. He has finesse. They can do an L bit of shoving. Has Michael B. Jordan in it as well? Yeah, he does a lot of comic book movies. He does. He's awfully good at them, though. Well, I like Michael B. Well, I mean, he, when he's given a good script, Fan Four Stick wasn't great, was it? No. And no. Dane DeHaan was in that. Oh, goodness. Was Dane DeHaan in Fantastic? Wasn't he? Wasn't he Mr. Fantastic? No, that's Miles Teller. Oh, it was Miles Teller. Miles Teller. They're interchangeable. They're white nerdy guys that are making careers for themselves. It's a, it's a thing. Yeah. Miles Teller seems intensely unlikable in person. I think Dane DeHaan seems unlikable. I'd say he's I'd say he's one of these method guys. I'd say he's a bit of a Jared Leto. You think so? Jared like Leto? A tiny Jared Leto. Yeah, but he hasn't, he hasn't even got the, the good looks or cult 80s following to back him up like he hasn't. 90s following? 90s. Anyway, we're five minutes in and we haven't even yeah, talked sorry. about Bright. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of people with 90s fame and prowess, Will Smith. Yeah. Movie, fairies, yeah. stuff. Did you like it? Bit shoehorned for me. The... I, I already said that about a Netflix thing. 
But, what did you say uh, that about? The sim the symbolism. I said it about a very Merry Christmas. Oh, okay. A bit shoehorned. Bit bit uh, bit on on the nose. Bit long, la- lacking finesse. Um, lacking any finesse whatsoever. Um, not unlike a certain other David Ayer film that just seems to you know, he he's really into gang culture. He is, and let's be fair. End of watch, and turning day are both good movies. Yeah, but you see, he's really into nineties gang culture. You see, mm. and I don't know if David realizes that the nineties are over. Oh, I I don't think David gets it anymore. Speaking as our LA gang expert, yeah. Um, what what did you oh, find yeah. unrealistic about the gang culture um, in this movie? The the lounging around. <laughs> I've, made, I've made Ben blush. The lounging, the lounging around in in like huge groups in like base oversized baseball jerseys and hockey mm. jerseys and stuff like that. I was just kind of like, oh, okay, um, very old fashioned. They seemed to, they didn't seem to feel the the heat of LA. I know well, they were orcs. Did, did they not feel? I don't know heat. I, it was very hard for me to tell. Um, but then he kind of took he took like elements of, of black culture from LA and then he, he kind of mixed them with mafioso elements of New mm. York like it was very it was a very structured gangland kind of I just didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense to me actually because it was quite messy I mean it's a bit of an allegory obviously yeah well it's just race politics yeah that's, that's um, what we're doing and the orcs were gangs but not specifically black gangs or Latino gangs oh, or even just, Muslim gangs they're just gangs they're a minority but they were still human gangs yeah, it was very confusing. Like, because yeah. then we had Latinos. Yeah. And they had their, their, what do they call it? Hood. Huh. Yeah. And, hood. The, and the Alamo still happened. That's the thing. Mexicans still get shit for the Alamo. That's what he says. That's exactly so, what he says. I mean, how did the Alamo, how did the sequence of events that led to this world st- also result in that's, the Alamo? That's the thing. I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know if they were going for a, a kind of... Um, a true blood situation where all of a sudden an, another another race of people revealed oh, themselves. They definitely weren't. And they had to be no, but they didn't. What they did was they rewrote all of human history. Yeah. And they like every all the humans banded together back in the day with the elves, and they all went to war and they took on the Dark Lord. The Dark Lord, yeah. Very very creative nice naming. Nice and generic. Yeah, very creative naming. Did you see the opening quote? <laughs> the opening quote is uh, something like, "Only a bright can wield the magic wand." The Great Prophecy. Oh, what a like, prophecy, eh? Oh, we know we're in for a ride now. That's prophecy by Twitter. It's prophecy 140 by... characters. Prophecy by bloody numbers. <laughs> um, ben, I didn't like it, to be honest with you. I have um, to say. Yeah. It, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, it just... It wasn't very good. Mm. It wasn't very bad. But it was like something you'd see on the sci-fi channel. It back was, in the day. It, I think it was a bit better than that, let's be honest. It was $90 million put into this movie. It, what? Yeah. That did not... That was not... On screen. That was not shown on screen. Will Smith got a fair chunk of it, I imagine. Yeah. Um, It was very much... I'm going to list a list of kind of January and October flops. Okay. That you could kind of put it in with. Okay. Underworld Blood Wars. Ooh. Victor Frankenstein. Ooh. The Seventh Son. Ooh. Those are good books. Often things are based on books. Yeah. Uh, the Last Witch Hunter. Did you see that? With, with Vin, Diesel. Uh, Vin Diesel. It was very like that. You witches don't know what you can do. It's not a great Vin Diesel impression. No, it wasn't. Um, but it was a very silly movie. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Like As generic fantasy stuff goes. But that was the problem with it. You're, you've hit the nail on the head. What, generic fantasy? It starts off as a cop movie. And they lose track of that completely. Yeah, and it ends up as a generic fantasy movie. The last hour is you could just switch it out to the last hour of The Last Wish Hunter yeah. or switch it out for the last hour of The Seventh Son. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems like an interesting premise. Mm-hmm. Here's a problem as well. A friend of mine pointed this out to me. Um, if you're going to make a movie about um, Will Smith and his partner is the first orc police officer, officer. Oh. that's the interesting person. The first orc police officer. Yeah, not Will Smith. Not Will Smith. God bless him. But yeah. It's just what But you get very little background on the, the orc. Yeah. Why was he not blooded? Did they explain this? Uh, I can't remember. I, I really His family brought shame to the dojo or something. There was something like that. <laughs> he didn't sweep the leg. <laughs> um But it was it was very arbitrary. Like I didn't really understand what was going on there. Well that's your fault. 
No, but... Uh, fair. Um, fair enough. I don't understand a lot of things. I'm a little slow on the uptake. I've been, but, I've been looking at a lot of criticism recently, and I've decided that I don't like the criticism I didn't understand. Fair enough. Yeah, so take that. That's Ben. That's that is your name. Fair enough. That's your real name. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think Joel Edgerton's character was way more interesting. Or could have been. Or, or could have, yeah, or should, I, have been. should have been way more interesting. Um, he's a very decent, um, very decent character compared yeah. to Will Smith, who seems a bit of a putz. Yeah, some good classic Will Smith one-liners. Yeah. I don't want to die in a, I don't want to die a titty bar gunfight death. Yeah, that was pretty getting good. jiggy with it, na 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 Don't think he said that. He definitely did. Did he? He said it in between swatting the fairy. And the titty bar gunfight. Fairy lives don't matter. Fairy today. lives don't matter. Yeah, but today. Knows. Y'all go back to your gang shit. Yeah, that uh, other guy came from Miami, which robbed yeah. him of the opportunity to say, Welcome to Miami. Which is a real shame. Yeah. Which is a real shame. Yeah, it was just. The, the, guy, the guy who came from Miami used to be a, uh, a bus driver. That's, yeah. that's the part I, I really. The orc. Or the, yeah, or the, the orc who started the, the orc empire, mm-hmm. kind of the secret underground orc criminal organization. That's thing, what upset you about the was, was But he was a bus driver. In Miami, <laughs> and he just decided yeah. because of the persecution of his people. Yeah, to that's what happens. It's probably based on some true story oh, somewhere. Probably, probably. Um, God. Yeah, it was just a bit generic. It was. It, it was, was very ham-fisted. Um, yeah. It was very on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a bit rich. Everyone getting on the hating orc trains, even the the black officers and the Latinos, and you're kind of thinking, is there not a is there not a, a kind of a camaraderie point to that? Segregation, because mm. I think segregation probably still happened. If the Alamo still happened, and we still have human racism, then we still got segregation. Yeah, like did segregation still take place? The 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 TV show The Gifted handled that pretty well. Oh, did they? Uh, you've probably seen it. Uh, the main character's mother is being interviewed, and it says you we noticed you protested in South Africa against apartheid in the eighties, and she says the black people weren't the only ones they were treating poorly. Or it might have been the mutants weren't the, the mutants only weren't the only ones they were treating poorly. Yeah, so they were mistreating everybody. I think is what she says. They yeah, did I remember a good that job way. of integrating it. That's weird, isn't it? That's yeah. um, that's weird. What's weird? I, I just I don't know. I just it's it's very difficult to take because they leave Earth's history intact. Yeah, and they're putting this huge. Here's a lot of other things that happened. Surely, if everyone's fully, it's not even lost in prophecy anymore. Everyone was very aware that the Dark Lord was a thing because mm. everyone says they picked the Dark Lord. Everybody mm. uses that as this. So this huge magical thing is well known, and yet there's still regular old. Although it old... did happen two thousand years ago, and lots of things that happened two thousand no, years ago true. didn't happen in real life. That's <laughs> Speaking of Tis things which happened season. 2,000 years ago, <laughs> Benjamin, have you been doing any special Christmas reading? I have, I have indeed. I've, I've, I've come across, I don't know if you were familiar with the 90s. I've heard of them. You've heard of them. I Good. bloody lived through them, Ben. Did you? I did. I was born in them. Uh, Moulded by them. Raised uh, by them. <laughs> you didn't see the 2000s until you were already a man. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, how that happened was um, yeah. So basically, we had we had lots of pouches, we had lots of muscles, yeah. we had uh, big badasses with cigars and things like big that. Big guns, big old big old guns. Um, um, we had leather your, jackets. Had your Wolverines, your cables, short leather jackets, your Deadpool's. Yes, your short leather jackets, big your hair. cropped leather jackets, yeah. Yeah. cropped leather jackets. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think while this was all going on, you'll notice that a lot of those characters are Marvel based. Mm-hmm. Um, and while this was going on DC thought this was very silly so they created a, a pastiche Did they? if you will of, of especially of Wolverine but of the entire anti-hero movement and oh, his name I know where we're going his now. name was Lobo that's the, the, called the him Lobo. Latin for wolf is it the Latin for wolf is it I think it's the, it's the Spanish for wolf oh, it might just be the Spanish for wolf it could also be the thing for I, I'm not sure I don't speak Latin no does anybody Dominus Invictus. <laughs> oh, we told you. The Gregorian chanting podcast is coming. If this one goes well, we'll do the Gregorian chant podcast. I am summoning Satan. <laughs> Only for Netflix recommendations. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, anyway. Lobo. They created Lobo. He's a huge, hulking space biker. Not anymore. No, he's been, he's been retconned. Oh, is he, is he back? Yeah. 
the 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 metrosexual bounty hunter Lobo mm-hmm. was an imposter who stole oh. Lobo's name to boost his reputation. Good. Lobo was actually being kept in stasis by Amanda Waller for the Weapon X program Clap. because she attempted to integrate him into the not the Weapon X, sorry, the Task Force X. God damn it! There's so many shadow government organizations that use X. Damn you, shadow government organizations! <laughs> Pick a different letter. Um, Task Force X, also known as Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was going to use him, but he was too volatile. Oh. Couldn't manage him. If she blew his head off, it grew back. Because, oh. because Lobo is a bounty hunter for hire across the galaxy. He rides a space motorbike through space. Um, and he's from an ancient race called Charnia. So it's C-Z-A-R-N-I-A. So I'm taking a guess at that. Didn't he kill them all? He killed them all. He's a big old genocidal space bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Space genocidist. Um, and he has <laughs> kind of a space Hitler yeah, he's not just a regular old Hitler <laughs> but if space Hitler needed cash um, so it's it's pretty weird anyway he's traditionally a Superman foe he's mm-hmm. big enough to go head to head with Superman he carries mm-hmm. a big meat hook around on a chain that's his weapon yeah. of choice um, he has super regenerative abilities he can literally regenerate from an atom really? so uh, yeah um, he's super strong He's mm-hmm. he can take Endless amounts of abuse, and he can track anything he has the scent of. How did Wolverine beat him then? Um, because Marvel uh, have have I think it's legacy rights where like Wolverine's been around longer, so you get to beat the newer character. Ah. Yeah. Also, it's a fan vote. Mm. Exactly. So you're not. I he doesn't Storm have. Woman. Yeah, that was silly. That was sense. very silly. Like the bracelets, Kachan. Anyway. 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 I should definitely do an episode on bizarre crossover events. Mm. Um, yeah, so anyway, he's big, he's bad. And in the 90s, at the height of his fame, people loved him because he was this big piss take of he had a cigar. ultra-violence. He had a big old cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uses the word bastich, as in B-A-S-T-I-C-H. And it's become his famous catchphrase because when they want to use him in the comics, they have to give him... If they want to integrate him into non-over-18 comics, non-O-rated mm-hmm. comics, they have to give him different language that he can use mm-hmm. other than bastard. Like frack. Like frack instead of fuck. <laughs> or so you frequently hear you fracking bastage which uh-huh. is which is quite funny uh, but anyway quite popular uh, and what they used to do was because he was such a silly character they would put him in very silly situations mm. one such situation was Lobo paramilitary where he was hired by the Easter Bunny to take out Santa Claus yeah Santa Claus is a real prick mm, he's a real bad egg <laughs> um, and he does this and that event is not really all that significant. It's not a. It's not a big deal. It was a one shot. Um, Why did the Easter Bunny not like Santa? Uh, because he took all his thunder. Apparently, oh, he was. He was like. Santa. He was top kids' choice awards kind of grade level. Mm-hmm. And anyway, he meets him in a drunk. Uh, the Easter Bunny is drunk in a bar. Meets him, hires him to kill Santa. So then, mm-hmm. that was like a nice little one off. He's also taken on God on several occasions. He killed the host of heaven and was sent mm. back to Earth. It was a whole thing. So basically, that was fine until. Much, much later in the future, when Mark Miller has taken over... No, not Miller! The Authority! Which you love, Michael. Well, yeah, he used to. Well, un- unfortunately, unfortunately, the creative team behind this little crossover, uh-huh. Lobo and the Authority, have taken Miller's, a leaf out of Miller's book, and they use the ridiculously pastiche versions of Morrison Authority. Oh, so, no. again, we have super junky shaman, it wasn't Morrison. We have... Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis, sorry. Ellis era. We have super junkie... Um, Doctor. Shaman, or doctor, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we have Nympho Engineer. Good. Um, we have Nympho Hawk, for some reason. She's... she's Swift. She, Swift, yeah. She's really into that stuff. We have gratuitously oversexed homosexual couple. Yes. Uh, thing who can't be around each other without wanting to sleep together. Classic um, gay men. Classic gay men. You know, you just can't function in society around other men. You know what it's like. Oh. You know, it's like, if I had a nickel for every time, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd be in the wrong country. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's all good. And there are all these... and. It's not Jenny Sparks, it's Jenny Quantum. Yeah, because she's a little baby. She's a little baby. Has she grown up? Uh, no, she's a hyper-intelligent baby. Yeah. She's about four years old, I think, in this mm. particular iteration. And no one on the ship, the carrier, mm-hmm. wants to spend time with her on Christmas Eve. Oh, her, what a her, her adoptive fathers, who are Apollo and Midnighter, mm-hmm. are off sexing each other up. Of course they are. Um, the As engineer usual. and Jocks Hawksmore are off sexing each other up. Um... um 
Hawk is or Swift is on an alien dating site when she comes into her room and she's like, Oh, you can't see this, and she sends her away. And then the shaman is high off his tits. Um and he sends her away as well. So they let the little girl wander around the alien ship and her parents. On start Christmas to, Eve. Yeah, on Christmas Eve, and they and she actually leaves them and walks down a dark part of the ship and says, Fuckers. So this is this will give you an idea of the kind of grade of storytelling we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. Um and she finds very metally the Lobo paramilitary comic oh, from the 90s and she reads through it mm-hmm. and she comes to the authority in that we do a quick cut panel mm-hmm. to the next page and she's holding up the comic she has snot running down her nose and she's bawling her eyes out mm-hmm. and she says find him and punish him and she hands the comics to the authority so like she screams down the ship and she gets them and she wants them to hunt down um, Lobo oh for killing Santa for killing Santa exactly oh. so interestingly yeah, exactly, because it's Christmas. Right. So, interestingly, this is, where, <laughs> this is where the crossover kind of goes whole hog. And it turns out, you know the, the weird parasite creatures that worship the god entity? The worm things. Yeah. Yeah, they lived in it. They're dying now. Makes sense. And their last action is to hire Lobo to take out the authority. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. So, anyway, it turns out that Midnighter, Apollo, and the rest of the gang have a discussion about whether they should tell Jenny that Santa isn't real. Because in a world... Yeah. People are listening. Because in a world of space bounty hunters and alien dating sites, Santa is the thing that's not real. I'm shocked. So, she does this, right? But it turns out that Jenny has gotten, like... PTSD from reading the comic yeah and her powers reshape reality so that Santa is dead oh no yeah so they go to the North Pole and Midnighter goes with her with the intention of showing her there's nothing here nothing lives those reality warping children we should have put her in our episode we should have oh man we can edit it later we'll time travel later (laughs) we'll fix it Um, and she goes and she talks to them Uh, oh no she goes and it turns out that like the North Pole has been decimated, mm-hmm. um, and it's terrible. But the rest of the world Carries gets decimated as well. As well. Oh, no, 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 no! She turns the world upside down. God damn it, Shani! Literally, this misery kind of spreads through the world, and the authority realizes what's going on right at the moment that Lobo bursts in and starts taking them all out. So we have this whole kerfuffle business, mm-hmm. um, and eventually she uses her powers. She shuts Lobo down and she shows him the comics and says, you're awful. And Lobo, again, in a moment of supreme metaness, mm-hmm. says, oh, this is promotional material. Like, this never happened. Like, this is something that they used to do to build up my reputation. Oh, and it's like, it's a DC kind of riff. Like, it's very strange. It's a very odd meta comic. It's, it's very a, bad. It's a Christmas miracle. It's very bad. Who wins the fights? Um, Lobo wins. He takes them all out. Oh, wow. Um... So it's a Lobo comic. He even, more than he even takes comic. out um, Midnighter. Wow! Like Midnighter gives him a good old run for his money, but Midnighter mm. can't make anything stick. Like it just keeps, he just wears him down, mm. and then he pretty much pummels him around a little bit. Um, and then Apollo, I think he just pummels Apollo nearly to death. He nearly cuts his head off or something. Classic Apollo. At least he doesn't rape him. Yeah, there was no rape. Good. I was quite happy with that actually. One of the um, first times ever in the authority comic. There was there was not not an ounce of rape. No, not very Christmas. Not an either. ounce of rape. It was the least Hollywood thing to happen all year. <laughs> um, so, anyway, that was my first one. Um, I don't recommend you read it. It's very silly. It's very over the top. It will only increase the hurt that you have in your heart for what's happened to the authority. So I really don't recommend it. I thought you were going to say what's happened to Christmas. <laughs> well, Christmas is fine. Christmas comes out of it intact. They actually have to tell Jenny. But the last panel is her bawling her eyes out because they told her. Like, it's a really sad ending. Oh, it's like that. the adults all go off to their adult Christmas and they all, like, drink and make merry at Christmas. And it's just the last panel is little Jenny Quantum hanging an ornament on the tree with a tear rolling down her cheek. so mean-spirited. It's so mean-spirited. I was yeah. like, oh, lads. The authority became so mean-spirited. It's just, get out of here, you bad eggs. Benjamin. Yes. You may not know this, but I consider you a millennial. Okay. Do you, do you know that about yourself? Uh, I didn't know you considered um, me a millennial, yes, but most I, people do, I think. I, oh, good, okay. Because, you know, I'm curmudgeonly, so I don't really know what millennials are, other than that I fear them. I think it's ever um, since you got that walking stick you have to use yes. around. You people. You, you people. people. You people. You people. You people That's have... Really not my word to use. <laughs> in a sense, I don't know if it's a if it's a kind of rebellion against Christmas... 
A rebellion against traditional Christmas. Christmas. Exactly. That's two. Uh, oh, I've said it a few times. Well. Oh, yeah. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Christmas, Christmas fucks all around. <laughs> um, but you people have kind of revived or made internet popular a character from middle Euro- Central European folklore. Is it German? Yeah, it's the Krampus. Oh, it's the Krampus. I'm talking about the Krampus, Ben. You're aware of the Krampus. I, I do know the Krampus. He's a big old, big old black goat horn-headed, yeah, long-tongued he's a, son of a gun. Yeah, he's a half-goat, yeah. half-demon thing from Yoke. Alpine countries. Like Switzerland? Switzerland, Austria, Yodeling, southern Germany. Does he yodel? No. Does he wear a lederhosen? No. Although in Finland they have Yulupuki. <laughs> Yolupuki means uh, this is true this is a true story <laughs> I don't have notes for this so sure. I could get something wrong uh-huh. Yolupuki means um, Christmas goat Yule Yule obviously and mm. Puki is like man it comes from um, Odin because when Odin was uh, was Santa in the north he wasn't called Wotan he was called Yultan oh okay when he was travelling around on his sleigh Drawn by goats? Drawn by reindeer, because they actually... Oh, goats, yeah, first goats. But later reindeer, because they actually have reindeer. Well, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? But yeah, goats. And uh, Yolupuki was Christmas goat. Because that's what it translates as. Fair enough. And he wore lederhosen. Yay! He wore wore tight red leather pants. That's uh, that's Wikipedia there. (laughs) Not not unlike Christmas in certain gay bars. Yeah. Uh, Tight red leather pants. Yeah, or straight bars. Or straight bars from the nineties. Yeah, or it's just a bloody Wonder Woman wears tight red leather pants and and just does a a wonderful job. It's a fine job of it. It's a wonderful job. What was I saying before you massively distracted me? Um, You're the one that brought up Gal Gadot's wonderful, wonderful leather pants wearing skills. Anyway, be quiet for a second. (laughs) So the Krampus, the Krampus is back, Ben. He's back. He's back. He's big in popular culture now. Uh, The Americans particularly have embraced him. Like I said, possibly as a kind of railing against capitalism, capitalism, and for the for the Germanic people, the Alpine people, the Krampus is this half god. He has one hoof and one human foot. It's got to be awkward getting around. I know it? it's weird because he's half demon, half goat. You imagine his first dance with his wife? Very awkward. Lots of ow. He does sometimes have a wife. Oh, in some of the I legends. didn't know that actually. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was yeah. a that was supposed to be a witty kind of he's aside. Ba- he's basically. It looks like he's based on your t- your traditional devil, sure, or your traditional pre-Christian like a goat-headed a god, pagan, a, a pan, yeah, if a you pan, will, a pan, a pan, or a bloody the, okay, any of those goat people. That's interesting. Anyway, Krampus, he comes and he beats the kids, beats them. Yeah. So Saint Nicholas Goodness. gives presents to the good eggs, and Krampus beats the bad eggs. Does he make a bad omelet? <laughs> you can't make a bad omelette without breaking a few bad eggs. Yeah, that's the last. Uh, that's that's the last podcast ever. We peaked. <laughs> we peaked. So he beats them, or else he puts them in his sack and takes them to Spain. No, that's not. <laughs> that's not. That's the wrong person. That's Schwarte Pete. That's true. This is true. This is nothing to do with the podcast. He's but... taking people to Spain a punishment. Yeah. So have you never? Do you not know this? <laughs> so. In in the Netherlands, yeah, they have. Uh, oh, is this the blackface guy? Yeah, they have Sinterklaas, Santa Claus, basically. Uh, but Sinterklaas uh, comes from Spain every year to the Netherlands. Is that why he's so tanned? No, that's not, no. He's not black. Oh. He's he's your typical like Roman Catholic bishop looking guy. And he comes from Spain. And he comes from Spain on a ship with presents for the kids, with loads of helpers. Oh, okay. Called Schwartepeets. Black Peters. Oh. And the Black Peters, if you're bad, they put you in a sack and take you back to Spain. <laughs> like we did to their people when we were selling them into slavery. We went oh, maybe, to Africa, put them in sacks and... Maybe you did. I gave them to people. Um, That's awful. But That's... I think it says a lot that the most terrifying thing that could happen to a Dutch child is to be taken to Spain. By a black person. <laughs> By, uh, they're not people, they're kind of elves. Sort of oh, oh, they're not people. Oh my goodness. The peeps. The Schwarte oh, peeps. What are we talking about? <laughs> yes. Sorry, you brought up the Krampus. Look at those waves, man. My laugh just wrecks this podcast. I'm so sorry. So Krampus... 
getting back on topic, uh, he he comes and he, and he beats the bad kids, or he takes sure. them and he takes them back to hell. Ah, Jesus! So you'd probably want to stop that, wouldn't you? Yeah, you wouldn't want that going on. So amazingly, Ben, and this is probably because uh, Krampus has only recently reappeared in popular culture. Um, there's a new Hellboy comic. Hellboy from writer Mike. Mignola, I think. Is it Mignola? It's either Mignola or Mignola. And but I uh, don't know. Artist extraordinaire Adam Hughes. Famous for making making comic book ladies very art nouveau-y. Yeah. And very, very, very sexy. Quite busty. Busty. Like a pin-up. Like they're all like pin-ups. Quite good though. Like, oh, yeah. He has a really nice art style. Much better than a Greg Land. Oh, you don't want a Greg Land. Or much better than a... Uh, is he better than... Uh, what's his name? Cho. Frank Cho. Frank Cho. I think in terms of colouring and and composition, he far outclasses Frank Cho. But I think Frank Cho does a real nice, does a real nice anatomically lady. correct sexy lady. Um, um, interestingly enough about this, he doesn't do it in his Adam Hughes style, though. He does it in a kind of Mike Mignola homage style. Oh. So, but he's been massively influential, though, Mike Mignola. The work I showed you this comic earlier. You didn't read it. Gonna, I didn't get a chance. I'm going to spoil it, by the way. So well, that's, that's fine. Happy Christmas. I, I assume that Hellboy wins in some form. Or does he, Ben? Oh no! It's kind of tragic in some sort of senses. Oh anyway, goodness! Okay, tell me more. Uh, Adam uses art is a bit more detailed than a Mike Manola art. It is. It's not as uh, abstracty. It's got some textures. Yeah. Yeah. It still looks. Like if you stuck it in a collection, it would be it would be it fine. It wouldn't well. it wouldn't stick out, and you go, "Oh, what's that?" Anyway, so it's uh, I can't really remember this, so I could be wrong. So a few days before Christmas, mm-hmm. um, a, a weird old German man shows up in a church, and he goes like, "Boo, spooky man!" and things start flying around. Fair. And the priest goes, "Oh mein Gott!" In him. Uh, yes, and then the spooky man says, "Not exactly." Oh, that's right. That's, that's poor dialogue. So no, it's it, well, that's not the dialogue. As I oh, said, all right, okay, <laughs> okay. Gonna, you're paraphrasing. paraphrasing. Thank God for that, because I would have lost a lot of respect for Mike yeah. Mignola. No, the dialogue. Like, dialogue's quite, much better than that. I quite like all the characters you've listed so far. I'm a huge Hellboy fan, so, so it's then, really worried. Yeah, no, it's, everything's fine. It's good. So then Hellboy gets wind of this, mm-hmm. and Hellboy is wandering through the forest trying to find this old man's. House to of go and, to go and question him to go and give him an L give him an L question knuckle sandwich an L right fist of doom oh, left God bless it I, don't, I can't remember I, can I think remember. it's the right hand to doom isn't it the wrong one in the movie though oh I don't know have you seen David Harbour David Harbour isn't he leaked a couple of isn't it interesting that I, I was thinking this when I was reading it the Adam Hughes looks so much like Mike Minola's style. But then people are complaining about how much the David Harbour Hellboy looks like the Ron Perlman Hellboy. But Hellboy looks like that. That's what Hellboy looks like. Yeah. He doesn't it, look like they just, Ron Perlman. He looks like Hellboy. Yeah, they just nailed it. Yeah. And they've nailed and it both the problem. times. They've done it twice. Yeah. Like, the best thing about the Hellboy movies is Hellboy. Or Ape Sapien. He was pretty good, too, actually. Yeah. He, was, he was pretty gosh darn really good. The they Ape pretty Sapien. much made... Uh, have you seen the... the what? What is it? The Shape of Water. Shape of Water, that's it. Mm. It looks interesting, doesn't yeah. it? Loads of people are like, oh my God, it's an Ape Sapien origin story. And it's like, I guarantee it's not. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. won't do that. It looks much creepier. Um, anyway. Yeah, it looks real. So Hellboy's wand- he's wandering through the forest yeah, trying yeah. to find this person. And then a ghost lady appears, a sexy Adam Hughes ghost lady. And she's like, oh, find what happened to my son. Ooh. And Hellboy's like, all right, I'll do that. So Also so, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Hellboy goes and he finds this old man. And he says, sure. like, who are you in any ways? And he says, I'm a Krampus. A uh, Krampus? No, the Krampus. Oh, okay. Uh, and Krampus uh, is uh, a demon. Mm-hmm. And he wants to go back to hell. Oh. So he wants Hellboy to kill... He wants specifically wants Hellboy to kill him because it's, with his magic hand. Because it sends people to hell. To send him back to hell. It sends him to heck. So they have a fight. Ooh. Excellent fight. Yeah. Um, when, when I started reading comics, and I found them hard to follow sometimes, mm-hmm. I always thought, there's a real skill to knowing how to read a comic. But I don't think that's true. I think, it's just some comics are bad. Yeah, I think, I think comics can be terrible yeah. sometimes. I think some artists that work in comics just shouldn't work in comics. Greg Land. Greg Land is such... A confusing soul. His overlay technique. He's so lazy. You don't call Greg Land lazy. He's he, efficient. 
People call me lazy, and that's how I call <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Sorry. our weekly videos? Well, his efficiency, yeah, that's fair. Um, his efficiency, <laughs> that facial expression, his worth is waiting gold. Is he up there then? <laughs> Taking your shots? Oh, shots fired. Um, yeah, Craig Land is lazy. I think he overlays. The amount of times I've seen Samuel L. Jackson be the face for whatever black character he has to yeah, draw is yeah, bloody or, insulting. Or 50 cents. I think he only knows two black guys and it's 50 Cent I think he's, just, he's just a classic tracer. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to trace. Adam Hughes. Try to hide Adam Hughes, not a tracer. Adam Hughes, very very clear. Yes. It's a very clear, very simple fight. It's faster to read that way as well, which yeah. can be sometimes a problem when you've you've paid your four euro for a comic and you're like, oh, I'm finished now. You've got some suspense. So anyway, they have a great fight. Uh, Krampus, kind of, he look, his look changes as they're fighting. Oh, he good. gets more demonic and oh, Skellington starts showing through and everything. Oh. It's like, oh, it's horrible. Then somehow or other, uh, the ghost children are like, here, hell boy, he killed us all. He's a real bad egg. Yeah, take this knife. And he kills him with a knife. And, oh. Yeah. He kills the Krampus. Oh. And then the Krampus turns back into a goat. Oh. And he doesn't go to hell. Oh. And he's not a demon. Oh. He's just a goat. Oh. What's that got to do with anything? Well, that's the, that's the enduring mystery, isn't it? Is there some... See, the thing about it is... Go on. That Mike Mignola loves an L deep dive on the myths. Yeah. Like, he... Like we do here. He, oh, we love them. The tiny room. We love them. But he, he's like one of the originators of, I'm just going to retell stories with this guy kicking the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does. He, he, he literally delves into cultures and he goes deep. Like he digs right down to basements. Well, there's a, there, there's a reference to Yolupuki in this comic. I see. Uh, there's a whole chat where they have about what, what was Krampus. Was he just a horned god? Was he like a... a, a twisted version of the horned yeah, why god is, why is he doing or it now when, was he a Yolopuki or what okay. was he and Hellboy is like oh no it turns out he's just a goat <laughs> and yeah and it's then it's kind of tragic because he didn't get to go back to hell where he thought he was from And he's just he, a goat he's just a goat that got powers and was went a bit mad oh. and he didn't get his final he was a real bad egg oh no <laughs> yeah Editing that out. Oh yeah, no, you're not. That's kidding. No, you're not. That stays. That stays. That stays. Anyway, it's very good. Yeah. Because it's a. They have a yearly special in Hellboy. Oh, is it not? Yearly winter special. Well, kind of. They did one in 2016, Mm -hmm. 2017, and this is technically the 2018 one, even though it came out in December. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Look, it's real good. I'll give it to you when we're finishing. Great. I like it. I'll take it on a flick. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Have a flick through it. But it's really good. Yeah, it's really nice. Awesome. Yeah, what else did you what else did you read for Grimbus? So <clears throat> as I said, yep. kind of a grooge or a scrinch. <laughs> scrinch. Um, not not a big fan of this time of year. Um, yeah. for no for no particular reason. What's at the all. reason? I'm not I'm just not a big fan of this time of year. Do your family not give you presents? No, they do make they they, they, they go hard on Christmas. They love do you they not like, love tis the most wonderful time of the year in my Do you my not like turkey household. and ham? Um not necessarily no problem with turkey or ham do you not like the movie Die Hard I love Die Hard that's a Christmas movie Nakatomi Plaza do you not like the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is phenomenal great movie Robert Downey Jr the beginning of the resurgence of Robert Downey Jr yeah and Michelle Moynihan is a sexy Santa lady who has her who dies Hmm? no wrong character never mind Val Kilmer is in it he's fat he's he's getting chubby Mm -hmm. chubbing up do you not like that means the, something else <laughs> never mind <laughs> do you not like the film Iron Man 3 no well that's that's, that's, okay. that's a problem for another day yeah. I came out of being like wow and then I thought about it and I was like oh it's only okay it's only okay do you what else is the Christmas film um, The Krampus I'm, I'm a big fan of The Krampus have you seen uh, you no know, it's just a goat <laughs> very good because <laughs> I just said that a second ago um have you seen the movie Rare Exports? I've heard of it. I've never it's, seen it's, it. It's, it's worth a watch. Worth a watch. It's worth a watch if you like horror okay. and you like a, a, a I like Swedish a people. I like Swedes. Is it, is it sound sweet? I think it is. I like Swedes. Swedes are cool. But anyway, as I said, not a huge fan of this time of year. Um, and for that reason, my other nomination for Christmas comic, it is not, again, not specifically a Christmas comic. What it is, is it's set at Christmas. Right. Um, and it's just all about the tension and stress and kind of 
Um, the negative aspects of Christmas, I suppose. You see the dark underbelly of what happens to people that, that can't celebrate Christmas. People like Jim Carrey. Like people like Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey hates Christmas. Good. Why? <laughs> Why does Jim Carrey hate Christmas? You tweeted the other day something along the lines of any holiday that expects you to put yourself into debt to show people you love them doesn't deserve to exist. You see, okay, so we should make a clear distinction between myself and Jim Carrey, apart from the myriad other things, but... I'm not... You have a less rubbery face. I, I do, it is less rubbery. I wish it was as rubbery, though. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, I don't begrudge people Christmas. You're not a Christmas begrudger. I'm not a begrudger. Like a I'm grudge. not a Christmas curmudgeon. Okay. I, I don't mind people enjoying their Christmas. I just don't want to do it. Right. Um, but I'll happily, like, do your festive things and chat to people. But anyway, back to the comic. Will you wear a hat? I'll, I'll wear a hat if, it's, if, if, it, if deemed necessary that I should partake in Christmas. I shall, I shall don a cap. Um... Of, of festive cheer. Donny, um, now you're gay apparel. Fa la 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 la. Oh, that was excellent. Was Look at those waves. That's no. beautiful. We actually hit the notes. Oh, <laughs> pretty well. That was, that was <laughs> really nice. Pretty impressed with that. Um, yeah. So, happy is really, really simple. There's a disgraced former uh, former police happy officer. Happy is the name of the thing. Happy is the name of the comic. Grant okay. Morrison wrote it. Oh, you're fond of him. Derek Robertson. Illustrated Derek Derek Robinson That's his name Spelled Derek No it's D-A-R-R-I-C-K Oh Derek Um, Not a fan of his art um, All the time I think it's a bit Scratch I don't know Something about it Irks me He did the boys Did the boys Oh that guy I am not a big fan Yeah it's a bit sloppy It's a bit It's a bit Second rate Frank Whiteley yeah, it is. That's exactly what it, That is a perfect analogy for what that is. Uh, no offence, Derek. Happy Christmas. Um, <laughs> Don't tag him. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, best not to. Um, anyway, follows a disgraced former police officer called Nick Sachs. Um, <laughs> S-A-X. Is he, Chris? Is he um, Santa Claus? Like Saint it's Nicholas kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's kind of, it's kind of played on quite well. Um, and basically what happens is he's a drug-taking, hard-drinking, ass-kicking son of a gun. Right. Okay. He's a, okay. Um, he like a basically, he cheated on his wife. Mrs. Claus. Early in his career. Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Sachs. Sachs yeah. um, and he was photographed doing this by a mobster who then put him under his employ so that it didn't ruin his marriage. Oh. Um, but that it eventually all came out in a big expose article. He lost his job and now he works as a hitman for that mobster. Expose, the fashion program on TV3. Yeah, the TV3 fashion program. Um, real bad eggs, exposing a, a cheat. Well, I mean, it depends on your perspective on cheating. Let's not get into that. Um, so anyway, what happens is we then introduce to a little girl called Haley. Okay. And Haley um is lovely, she's a little beam of light. She's mm-hmm. um very happy, very Christmassy. And she's she's kidnapped. Oh no. By a by a Santa. <laughs> um, by a bad Santa. By a by a drug taking, not so ass kicking Santa. Oh. Um and we don't know what's going to happen to Haley. Mm-hmm. Um she's just kidnapped and kept somewhere. Is this the overall plot of this whole series or is this a Christmas special? No, it's the series. It's, the, okay. it's like a one-shot. It's a six-part one-shot. Okay. Um, <laughs> you get the idea. One story. It's a, it's a bit contradictory. One take. One, what, what, what do you call that? Like limited a mini series. series. Limited series. That's what it is. Right. And so anyway, what happens is um, Nick's in a bit of a spot because he knows a secret code word um, to a uh, whole thing. I won't spoil it all because it's been adapted by sci-fi into a wonderful series that's currently mm. ongoing starring Christopher Melioni. Um, that is. You'll know him if you see him. Um, he's one of those people. He's one of those folks. Uh, character actor. Um, and he does a really good job. But the, the crux of it is, Haley's imaginary friend, yeah. Happy, yeah. who is a unicorn, tiny little animated unicorn horse, yeah. finds Nick and starts to help him to track down Haley. Right. Um, and we're never really sure why that's all happening until the end but I won't spoil it but it's real good because you get to look at all the kind of dark things that happen during Christmas um, it's not sci-fi there's, yeah sci-fi it's, one of, it's their new one it's real good um, and it's voiced by Patton Oswalt in the TV series <laughs> the, the synopsis on, on IMDB is an, an injured hitman befriends a perky blue horse he doesn't the perky it's blue a unicorn. horse befriends him yeah. it's a unicorn a unicorn how yeah. do the people not know the difference between a unicorn and a horse what's his name Christopher Melioni, I think. Oh, him! Yeah, you know him. Oh, you know him. You know him well. He's in everything. He's in everything. But he's real good in this. Um, you, would, would you describe him as blessed with piercing breasts? It's, it's, it's a very piercing gaze, isn't it? Would you, would you describe him as blessed with a piercing blue-eyed glint, brawny looks, cocky, tough guy stance, and effortless charisma? Is that what he's 
Who says that about him? IMDb. He's quite good, though. He is very charismatic. He's in. Um, uh, we're going to stick him up in the video version. He is very thing. charismatic. Let us know what you think. Is he? Is he? Effortlessly charismatic. Let, let us know. But anyway, he befriends that. Um, it's a really good series on sci-fi at the minute. I think How many it, episodes? I think it's going to be a four-part series. Oh, that's lovely. Um, which is very, very tight. Tight mm, four. I like um, four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's real good. Um, production value is very high on it. The animated unicorn is phenomenal. Um, and it's a great little cast of decent character actors that put something together. It's not going not gonna to change the world. But it'll it'll entertain you at Christmas. I don't want to watch a TV show that changes the world. That's too much. Um, and Patton Oswalt does the voice of the unicorn. Mm. He's happy. So you're recommending the comic and the TV show? I actually, to be fair, it is almost a spot on adaptation and real good. Okay. And uh, it's much nicer to watch the series than to look at Derek Robertson's art. <laughs> Ooh. Anything else? New enemy of the podcast. Well, Ben, I just want to tell no, you a little Christmas tale. Ooh. Uh, it's not it was that the exciting. night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a Benjamin was stirring, not even a cramp house. Well, that's all right. That's not bad. It wasn't, it wasn't, I, give, I give it a six. Wasn't, yeah. A six out of nine. Um, <laughs> I'll take that. Nine is a much easier bar to hit with a six. <laughs> um, Actually, this this um, this is a story. Uh, my interest in comics kind of comes from a Christmas. Oh, um, twas the the year. The Christmas of 1995. 95? Yeah. <laughs> you were but a mere baby. A baby. A, a babe in his swaddling clothes. Not far from here, actually. Yeah, just down there. Yeah. And, um, anyway, have you ever heard of Panini? The comic Still company. sandwich. No. <laughs> so they're a comic company, <laughs> and they publish comics in the UK and Ireland. They did the stickers. They did stickers. For everything. Sticker albums, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completed World Cup Italia 90. I did World Cup 2000 and... So Which one was in Japan? 2000... None of them? Japan and Korea, 2002? I, I don't know anything about football, Ben. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, so, anyway, they produce comics. Ah. Um, and the comics are... Now, these days, they're usually pretty up-to-date. But in the 90s, they were collections of three comics... Um, usually about two years oh, behind the American. Oh, the collector's editions. Exactly. Yeah, you know yeah, them? Yeah, I know them well. I have loads of them. Yeah. So, so that's, I got into Batman. That's how I got into comics, basically. Oh, TV okay. shows first, but then yeah, comics. Yeah. So as a, as a child, as a young child man... A baby. Um, no, a young child man. Uh, how old was I in 1995? 13. Oh. Uh, I liked the comics and... The, well, I liked TV cartoons about comics. Sure. So I didn't, I'd never read really comics. Sure. And then one Christmas, I got an essential X-Men. Oh. <gasps> And the lead story in Essential X-Men was um, uh, an Astonishing X-Men. No, Astonishing X-Men doesn't exist. An X-Men story okay. from 1993. 1994. One of the 90s. It was 94. It was the one in which Emma Frost yeah. had been in a coma. Okay. And her mind escapes from her body and takes over Iceman's body. That's strange. Have you ever seen it? No. It's a, it's, it's a pretty good single issue. It was Joe Maduera. I remember that The name. anime guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Very popular in the 90s. Oh, massively popular. Yeah. One of the most popular X-Men artists, I would say. Okay, fair enough. And he, she, she uses Iceman's body to escape. And she does crazy-ass things with his powers that he oh. never knew he could do. Ah. This is kind of the moment when they decided X-Men was super powerful. Or not X-Men, Iceman. Iceman was super powerful. Yeah. He's an Omega level, isn't he? Well, he is now. But he wasn't back then. He was just mm. a man who did an ice sculpture every now and then. Mm. So... The comic itself is not really anything special. It has Emma Frost. I didn't really know who Emma Frost was because she wasn't she a big player. Up, but she wasn't Jean Grey. I wasn't that familiar with Iceman. Yeah. Because Iceman wasn't in the the nineties cartoon. <gasps> but Benjamin, it was a Christmas morning, and I opened it, and I probably read it a hundred times. A hundred times. Probably a hundred times. I don't even remember what the two backup stories were. And Mick's comic knowledge grew 100 sizes that day. It's a Grinch quote. Is that a Grinch quote? I, I, mm. I always like his heart. Mm. Not a big Grinch fan. Mm. Old know. one was too old for me. New one was too new for me. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Old rubber-faced Jim. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that he's now an actual Grinch? 
Yeah. Oh, he's really inhabited that role. <laughs> when full method years yeah. later. I think he's Andy Kaufman as well. I think he thinks he's Andy Kaufman now. Oh, did you see the new documentary that's coming out? No. They're finally releasing tapes from the production of that and apparently he went full on mental oh, yeah. on set. Like, But they're finally releasing it in a documentary form and they interview him and he's like, oh yeah, no, I was insane on that set. Like, There's a lot of movies where a documentary about the making of the movie would be probably more interesting than the movie. I think that would be one of them. And that would be one of mm. them. Another would probably be Justice League. I'd say that would be bloody tragic. I have a small, I have a small bone to pick with our with our small Justice League. Episode. Oh, go on. Are we really saying that Warner Brothers orchestrated the well, family I tragedy? Think we'll find I very Zach clearly Schneider. did not say that because I would like to, as a reasserted and yeah. thrown retaking member of the podcast. Yes. No. <laughs> no. No, definitely that not. That tragedy was horrible. Yeah, it was a horrible tragedy. And no one at this table condones it. Yeah, don't. No. No jokes about tragedies around here. No, you can have a joke about tragedy, but you can't say that it was orchestrated. That's a different beast. Anyway, Very sorry to Zach. Sorry, Zach. He didn't anyway, listen to the podcast. I don't think he did. Ben, will we wrap it up? Yeah. Um, go about our Christmas business. I like, I like, your, I like your little Christmas story, though. Nice. I quite like that. That's a nice way to finish up. This is our last podcast of the year, Michael. The last podcast of the year. Oh yeah, we should tell people we're going on a hiatus for a a two-week hiatus for for dose weeks. For two weeks, Benjamin is moving. I am. I'm leaving. Ben is going to try and find out if they have internet in Italy. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm going. I I can't. There's no answer on Google. I can't find it. Yeah. So I've decided to move there for a year to to extensively research whether. It's it's there. So we're going to continue the podcast in two weeks. Transnationally. Uh, a transnational podcast. Presumably audio quality won't suffer. Hopefully. 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 Uh, look, we're saying two weeks. It could be a month because <laughs> we mess it up. We will. We will have... Basically, we're going back to scratch. Yeah. We're, we're, we're taking on a brand new technical challenge. We're not up to it. Mm. Um, yeah. Like the blind leaving the blind. But if you have a lovely Christmas story about comics... Or you have a, a favourite comic. How did you start reading comics? Yeah, well, especially if it was related with Christmas. Don't get off topic. I'll take a non-season. Don't get off topic, <laughs> Sorry. listeners. Sorry. Not you, Ben. Listeners. Oh, right, the listeners. We're taking it out in the listeners now. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so if you have a lovely Christmas story about comics or how you started reading comics, but only if it was at Christmas, tell us. <laughs> Don't you dare segue. Yeah. Uh, Don't you dare. Or if you have any recommendations or the reverse of recommendations. What are this recommendations? Damnations. Damnations. Uh, stick Ooh, them in like the comments that. or stick them on the Reddit or, and, uh, or the Facebook. Have have a wonderful Christmas season. Yeah, have a Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, and try not to get into debt because then you'll be a, a Jim Carrey. See ya. Bye.